there. Welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. How's it going, everybody? This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. We're back after a sort of week break that we had over Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I couldn't be more excited for the topic of today's episode. It's probably a title that most of you are not familiar with. But if you are fans of this podcast, you are probably most certainly familiar with the work of composer Yosuke Yasui. One of our favorites on the podcast, we had the pleasure to interview Yasui-san a few years back. And this is such a classic score um, we've played a lot of music from it over the years, but we've never had a spotlight just on it on its own. And so we're really excited to do that today. Probably about at least more than half of the score we've never actually played before. And I think the greatest hits from this you guys have heard before, but it'll be fun to have a little more context and to really listen to the whole thing. There's some, some gems in here that I'm excited for. This was an arcade game that was scored, of course, by Yosuke Yasui, who has such a unique style. And that's one reason I'm excited today is to have a Yasui spotlight here, is we're really going to get familiar with what's special about Yasui's music. It reminds you of other video game music, yes, but there is a quality that he brings that is kind of unlike anyone else. I completely agree. Uh, I think what is so fun about the music of this game, Mamoru Has Been Cursed, is that uh, the timbres and sounds and colors that we hear in the game, uh, not just compositionally in terms of his style and influences, but the actual sounds that we're hearing are very much lovingly paying reverence to the sort of 8 and 16-bit eras and those chip sounds of the sort of what we consider the golden age of game music. It's this fusion mm-hmm. hybrid sound of slightly more modern polish, but with this decidedly, you know, FM sound chip, this very, you know, Genesis style. And yeah. I think it really fits because compositionally, and, you know, Yasui has mentioned this, I feel like a lot of the composers that worked on the Genesis, and particularly a lot of like the Sega composers, have sort of a, a, a specific influence to his compositional approach, the sort of jazz fusion language, but that power pop, J-pop, you it's know, so true. really catchy melody well, there's style something, that he has. There's another thing that I find so charming is this was an arcade game, and the sound of it, it reminds us of the sound of early arcade music, that kind of FM synth sound, but this came out in 2008. And so there was no reason to go for this sound other than the fact that you wanted some sort of nostalgic throwback. This is a vertical uh, vertical scrolling shoot 'em up game. And with, with that said, Will, what do you think? Should we just dive into the music today? Yeah, I'm glad we talked a little bit about, you know, when this came out in the context of it, that these sounds that important. we're hearing are all in aesthetic choice. They're not, you know, so much video game music sounds the way it is uh, based on... Uh, the reality of the hardware limitations mm-hmm. and these were limitations that composers were forced to work around what's interesting about this soundtrack and so much game music that you know is evoking that nostalgia of yore is that you know we're getting these sounds and timbres with a lot of intention and yeah. it is to capture that nostalgia to feel familiar but i also think you know composers like yasui that 
probably grew up with the classic video game composers and have a fondness for it. And you could say this about most chip tuners nowadays is that there actually are specific qualities musically or otherwise to these timbres, to these sounds. Oh, there's places that, that Yasui inspire takes musicality that we've never been before. So really exciting. What you guys heard playing in was a track called Fine Day. That was the player select again from the English translation Mamoru has been cursed. Okay, let's move on. The next track is so delightful. It's One Step at a Time, which is the tutorial theme composed by Yosuke Yasui. You guys are listening to One Step at a Time. This is a tutorial theme. Uh, the, the Japanese name of this game is Mamoru-kun Curse, and it's composed by Yasui-san. Came out for the arcade. This is a really good introduction into the sound of this game. Uh, we've played this before on the podcast as probably transitional material. Like, I don't know if this played in our interview. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of have a memory of, of using this track in, in that way. But yeah, it's such a strong introduction to the, to the sound of this game it's just so colorful and so delightful yeah the jazz fusion language uh of this soundtrack is very much on display in a track like this and part of that color to me is the way that these in the color of that specific brand of jazz fusion is mm-hmm. using these uh what these chords that we are familiar with in the language of jazz for instance that second chord that we hear is that beautiful slash chord it's the flat three over the four but i feel like in a conventional old school jazz approach that would be used as a way of modulating or tonicizing you know a, 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 the four chord or something but what's he doesn't interesting use about it how that it works way. here yeah it's like you set up this spicy chord and then go back to the original well, well fundamentally you know, it's sort of like you have the major third and then the minor third and then it's major again it's very very wandering, but there's something so dreamlike about those colorful harmonies that aren't functional. This is what I love about that. You could analyze that and say, oh, there's a specific reason why you do that. With Yasui's example, uh, in his situation, though, I think it comes from a lack of classical or jazz training. He said that in his interview, he's a very humble person, but he said that, you know, I didn't really have a lot of training. He said he doesn't even know how to play an instrument, according to him. And so I think some of that is just, he stumbles upon these really cool changes and he just goes with it. And it's not something that might be traditional. It's not something that a lot of other composers would do, but it's such a cool sound. 
I guess I would describe it as like an ambivalence to it. Yeah. Whenever you're kind of constantly redefining, let's say you're in C major, when you constantly are having, you know, an E natural versus an E flat, it's like yeah. that kind of chord change he sets up almost implies to our ears that it's going to go somewhere else. But by mm-hmm. constantly negating that, you have this really, it's it's very impressionistic. It's like, very is floaty. it major? Is it minor? Is it happy? Is it sad? And it, you have these Perfect dream-like tutorial, chords isn't that it? kind of float around. Yeah, exactly. That's why I feel like it, yes, maybe he's not trained, but his instincts are very perceptive to the sound of like introducing this colorful, spicy chord that implies function and then not fulfilling that function. Function because yeah. it has this sort of like you're not going anywhere you're constantly rooted to that home base and you introduce these colors but they're not taking you and on there's a some other you're tracks always staying um home. that have that kind of sense of stasis too and there are there are definitely contrasting pieces as well i'm excited to get to both okay this next one we've never played before it's interesting it's called wise and wherefores it's the attract mode theme of this game and it's kind of three two or three different short pieces of music put together but that's what it is let's take a listen You guys are listening to Whys and Wherefores, a tract from Mamoru Has Been Cursed. And yeah, this is interesting. My favorite part of this is the part you're hearing now, the kind of the longest section. Um, but yeah, there's some, I guess, jingles that happen before this. Uh, kind of reminds me of some of the things at the end of the score you might hear, some short jingles. Um, the, the sound of this game, it's, it's something that we hear in other Yasui works, um, like the score to... Shadows. There's some moments in this score, some chord moves and some kind of gimmicks that he does that he does in other projects as well. Um, but he does them a lot in this score and he really establishes his own sound. I will say that for me personally, when I'm making jazzy, especially FM music today, Yasui is one of the most inspiring and influential composers for me. And so his music really means a lot. And again, I'm just I'm just over the moon that we get to do the spotlight today. Yeah, that, I'm so glad you said that. I mean, it, it is just the fact that we get to listen to this music and talk about it at all and have some platform to do this is 
definitely a privilege and something we don't take for granted. I wanted to talk uh, and use this track to talk a little bit about something that historically is interesting when it comes to games, cinematics, in the way that music underscores, or at least has underscored kind of the action in a game. You know, if we think about a film, you think about oftentimes music that's very much locked to picture, that's hitting these specific beats or meant to tee up specific moments. In games, you know, the standard in the past, we always think of, you know, background music, BGM, just music Many times that plays loopable. continuously. Yeah. Um, what I find interesting about a track like this is it sort of implies that there is some sort of either cinematic or or you or know pressing start or something yeah <laughs> in in these moments but what's interesting Putting a coin is in. it doesn't sound like now we're entering kind of a more filmic approach in terms of hitting cuts it's still sort of it's almost like we have three different bgms playing in succession and that's often the way in the past japanese composers tend to score cinematics in games yeah whether it's in a nintendo game or what have you that when you see sort of a cutscene, it doesn't turn into this like nimble score that's right. following these specific cuts it's just sort of like where it's that same approach to underscore and there's something about that approach that i actually really like in a cinematic or a movie and it's not that different from you know if you watch a lot of anime you notice that i think the music is very much responding to what's on the screen but uh oftentimes it it does have that sort of background function yep. where it can be a little bit bigger a little bit more melodic and just kind of generally giving you the mood of the environment and not necessarily its form isn't totally dictated by like here we have this cut and now we do this and then there's this other shot and then we t twist around here it's all very just kind of playing that mood in the background well that piece of music was a little bit of an oddball in the score but i'm excited to move on to something that really captures the essence and it's this week's track of the week very early in this episode it's the classic bless you boy which is the prologue one theme it's it's a banger it's an all-time vgm classic one of our favorites let's take a listen to bless you boy So colorful, amazing. This is Bless You Boy, Prologue 1, composed by Yasuki Yasui. It's just such a unique, such a special piece of music. There's nothing else like it 
in video games. It's very poppy. It might be the poppiest track on the score, probably the poppiest thing that Yasui's ever composed. Totally. Very catchy. And what's so impressive about this tune is how it's able to be catchy and memorable and something you can hum along to, and and it feels quite natural, <laughs> yet the chord changes are blistering, and there's so many modulations and really interesting jazz chord changes here. Um, and there's a lot of complexity, I mean, from the bass rhythms, so much complexity here, but he makes it feel natural, and it's just... Oh, it's so catchy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that marriage of simplicity and complexity is something that, uh, I mean, I think we point to quite often is part of the magic of a, a particular melody or a particular composer. This might be one of the strongest examples of that. Yeah, and I think it's something that happens a lot in Japanese video game music, and I think it's what makes it so much more deep and so much richer than I think often it might get the credit for, because I think... Uh, it's not uncommon for people to listen to the surface level aspects of music, whether that's the production or, you know, the quality of a singer or something, or something like tempo and energy. You hear something fast paced and upbeat yeah. like this and you're like, wow, it's so happy. But really under the hood, there's a lot of pain and melancholy in a some lot of, of these beauty chord to, progressions. To not just the sort too. of fusion and jazziness, but all those chromatic moments, like those flat nines and those sharp ninths. And even like there's a moment early on where the harmony that's harmonizing the melody Mm -hmm. is doing it diatonically but in another instrument the chord that's being implied is this sort of darker diminished yeah i love that there's a real dissonant yeah there's a real dissonant rub but there's something so beautiful about that and it's that thing where it's like the melody or the harmony is almost ignorant of the chord changes and it's like blissfully unaware it's so innocent yet you have this complexity under the hood you you know juxtaposition of those elements is you use the word blissfully and i think that blissful is a great great way to describe the way that this piece makes you feel it's just listening to this piece is bliss it's musical bliss yeah and we've said a lot about it before and we're gonna just stop there and let that track speak for itself because it's amazing now i'm excited to move right on to this this is kind of i would say the sequel to that it, it must happen right after in the game it's the companion piece in a lot of ways to that piece and you can you can really hear that yasui's in a similar headspace here also very happy very catchy let's take a listen to blossom shower which is ice village world first half So awesome. You guys are listening to Blossom Shower. 
Um, yeah, what I love about this is I don't know I don't know if this game itself is a cute em up, but the score is. The score is definitely a cute em up score. Oh, I was reading something cool about this game. It's it's a unique shooter in that I guess the scrolling isn't forced on you. Um, like you can kind of control. Where, when you're scrolling and which yeah. direction I believe that you're scrolling. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, this is <laughs> this is just a track with so much personality. There's a lot of similar techniques that he used in Bless You Boy, like a really funky and sharp bass that has a lot of syncopation, very busy. Totally. Um, really interesting chord changes, but a melody that is so catchy and adorable. There's just a cute quality to really this whole score but bless you boy and blossom shower are maybe the two cutest tracks of the day uh i just love this piece yeah that makes sense uh, to me the the shape of yasui's melodies is so appealing uh, I really yeah. love that. And that's one of those melodies that it's like, even if you chose different notes, it would still be great. This, you know what I'm saying? It's like the yeah. outline, the contour of it is so recognizable. Well, did you get this listening to this? I feel like I'm listening to a Christmas tune. This this has a Christmas kind of classic Christmas tune quality to it. Did you Were you it hearing has, that? Yeah, I think there's something in that section that has like a European folk... There's like a there's some sort of folk Celtic. I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's something about it that feels old fashioned and and heartfelt. Uh, and yeah, it it I think it's actually maybe not as blissful as Bless You Boy, but it's not as dark and melancholic. It's yeah. a little bit more happy of in emotion. Yet another Fully thing I'm so sunny. fascinated by, again, some of those really dissonant cross relationships between, you know, maybe the bass is hitting a diatonic note or the melody's doing something diatonic and the chords yeah. are chromatic. That That's really interesting. And much like we talk about with uh, a composer like Jake Kaufman, probably not as much with Yasui, you know, something like this isn't necessarily as cranked up to 11 as like the mighty switch force music mm -hmm. but there's that similar sensibility of a lot of dazzling colors in all of these different <laughs> you know it's not like yeah. you have melody bass and then chords you have a lot of all of the harmonic information is broken apart through these different sparkling colors and different timbres whether Everything they're about shimmering the or peggios the composition yeah. the sounds i mean it's like a double rainbow of a score it's just Oh, it's so fun. All right, let's move on to something, I guess, a little bit darker. This reminds me of his work in The Shadows, actually. It's kind of that that vibe. I love this track. It's called Lost Wind, Ice Village World, Second Half. So good. You guys are listening to Lost Wind. This is Ice Village World's second half. 
And um, yeah, sections of this track, if not most of it, um, is actually in minor. I mean, there's a lot of still moving around modulations, but it might be the first uh, primarily minor key piece we've heard today. And yeah, because of that, there's a little more of a sadness and a darkness to this track. Um, but it's not fully dark. Uh, there's still a lot of hope to it and excitement. Oh my God, so much excitement. Well, I mean, to this it, track. It, you, there's only so much darkness you can have with kind of this dancey groove like this. <laughs> I think that's a big part yeah, of it. I mean, it's super the presentation dancey. and the rhythmic scheme goes a long way into some it's of those still, moves. Yeah, I mean, a track like this is still adorable. It's still very cute, even though some of the chords that are happening and maybe the overall key is slightly darker. Right. Well, and it's like there's different degrees. Minor isn't as sad as you can get. I mean, it's not... It's and also how he's using dark. it too. It's still, he's not right, using yeah, it in it's the this saddest sort of way like possible. jazzy minor functional harmony. I love the sort of melody leaping up to the ninth. It actually yeah. reminds me a lot of something like Marble Zone or something by Masato Nakamura. I could hear that. It's that still it's catchy, dancey. It definitely darker because I think whenever you're in minor and you evoke the ninth, there's that there is a sort of almost whether it's noir or jazz or there's there's a sort of richness and a spice to that that's really appealing. It seems like so many Japanese composers really love melodies that revolve around the ninth that scale degree. I mean, we talk about a lot, but it's so melodic, I think, and it. It's it one of the strongest this, like, identifiers of because yeah, Japanese it either sound. wants to resolve down or go up, and whenever you leap into the ninth, whenever you're jumping really far, I mean, in a melody, those tends to be the notes that stand out. But when you leap into a dissonance like that, it definitely catches your ear. And I think those types of gestures are things that uh, composers like Yasuke Yusui really. You know, that that's the sound of kind of the classic game music melodies, that melodic pop writing that yeah. has these rich and beautiful chords, but it's very focused and very pure. God, it's so good. All right, guys, we're going to amp things up even more and play a boss theme. Uh, let's see. I believe this is we have two boss themes total today. This is the normal boss. It's called The Curse. You guys are listening to The Curse. It's the normal boss theme. We actually, I was counting, we have three total boss themes today. This, almost more than anything in the score, would be right at home in Estrados. It reminds me a lot of that score. You know, Yusui is one of those composers where I wish his scores would have two separate releases. 
one normal and one with just the bass and drums. So I can really appreciate how incredible and, you know, fake virtuosic that the FM bass is. It's so funky, so delightful. This is a phenomenal track. Yeah, it's definitely a, a, a sort of style, I think, of rocking, groovy music like this. That really nimble, virtuosic bass writing, that very notey, that accents so much of the groove. It's funky, but, but it's more than just funky. It's like, I don't yeah, know, it's, it's almost like, like deranged or something, you know? Yeah, well, it's digi- It's so digital. It's the yep. kind of thing that an actual person to perform this, it, you'd end up getting a lot of fret noise, you'd get a lot of kind of that imperfection quality of human playing. Well, yeah, I know that one of the charm, most, but. one of the most challenging things for us when we were arranging Bless You Boy for a band is to try to get Marty's bass part to feel somewhat natural on an actual performed electric bass. Um, we got pretty close to, to capturing most of the original, but yeah, there's just certain things you just can't do uh, that Yasui's, you know, putting into the to FM drive here. Right, yeah, it, it's such a beautiful arrangement. I mean, that, the thing that impresses me the most about this boss theme, more than anything, is the arrangement. There are so yeah. many elements happening at once, and to Just me, dazzling. they're they're able to not step on top of one another. That's and a for good something point. That's loud and this dense and busy. That does take some doing. Now, everyone has their own tastes. I'm sure there's some people that would listen to this and feel like, ah, there's too much going on for my brain to notice. But to me, it's like if you actually, you know, close your eyes and focus on a single element, you can really follow it through the entire track, and it doesn't feel like. Like also the the voice leading the way the chords are written like you can listen to the top note of the chords yeah. and follow it as its own counter melody things like that that there's really a lot of attention to detail here it doesn't it, it's it's messy in the sense that it's busy and full of life but it's not sloppy it's not lazy oh, not composed. at all it's very meticulously it's so created. well crafted and I think it's a cut above typical boss music just an outstanding shoot 'em up boss theme there that was the curse. Really good stuff. Okay, let's move on. This is Great Tribulation, also known as Sky Garden World. Boy, you guys are listening to Great Tribulation. This is Sky Garden World, composed by Yasui from Mamoru Has Been Cursed, which again is an arcade shoot 'em up game 
Kind of a unique game, it seems like, for this genre. Yeah, this is a really great piece of music. One thing that I love about Yasui's music is his really surprising resolutions. Like the last chord or two of a phrase, you know, so maybe every four measures, every eight measures, it's almost always surprising, and it's almost always not a traditional uh, resolution. Like, he might get to some version of a five chord, but how he's going to get there is, is super surprising. But he makes it work. He makes it look easy. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... It, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, that there's a lot of these chords that we associate with kind of functional jazz harmony. These altered chords and these, you know, secondary dominance and these, you know, two five ones and all this stuff. Yeah. They, they almost never resolve in the, the textbook way, which mm -hmm. is very inspiring. And w however that came about, whether it was because he didn't necessarily know as much what he was doing, or he's just really sensitive to harmony. It's a great inspiration to those of us composers that want to use this richness of harmony, but don't necessarily want to break fall the rules sometimes. These trap. Well, yeah. And all also, it's it's sometimes discouraging when you feel like the walls are closing in, like, oh, I've tried everything. and But I think part of that is we have all these assumptions. It's like, well, if I go to the four chord, I have to go to this chord afterwards. And it's great to have those reminders that, you know, really, it's not just about breaking the rules for its own sake, but you can have these really beautiful and interesting nuanced colors when you go from this spicy chord into a totally unrelated chord. And not, yeah. you know, you have to you have to use your ear to decide what you like, but that's what's exciting about it, is there might not be a specific functional reason why you like this sound followed by this sound, but I think it's a good reminder to to challenge you know, your assumptions about, you know, well, this chord always needs to come after this. Or I think sometimes our hands can fall in the same patterns if we're, a, a, if we I play think it's very like true. a keyboard instrument. Yeah. And, and in general, I will say Yasui's music strikes this really perfect balance of breaking rules and, and surprising you and doing things that are, is, are hard to analyze or hard to understand from a theory point necessarily what's going on. You could if you, if you took the time. Um, but I don't think that was his intention. I don't think that was his focus. I think it, he, he surprises you a lot, but he does it in a way that feels natural and he somehow makes it work as a piece of music. Uh, there's right. enough structure to the piece of music. And also w what you were talking about, Will, with the curse, um, everything's kind of in its lane. Though Even if you have a chaotic piece of music, the arrangement and how he puts everything together is actually quite organized. And so, yeah, it's it's just a wonderful combination. Let's move on to the next piece on our playlist. It's called Will Force. This is the original mission theme. Here we go.
so good. This is a classic Yasui composition. It's actually quite reminiscent, uh, groove and melody of other tracks that he's written for other shooter games, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's worked on quite a few shooters. Um, yeah, it's just classic. It's everything that I love about Yasui. It's so exciting, so frantic, but he feels like he's in control um, in the composing chair of this crazy spaceship that he, I imagine, composes in. And it feels like, yeah, this piece is still in control, even though it's insane. It feels almost like a minor version of Bless You Boy. Some of the gestures and rhythms are, <laughs> are very similar to that. Um, but Just part of wait. That is I can't believe you said that, Will. Just wait. <laughs> Just you but, wait on this episode. Yeah, th- this is a really interesting one. This one, to me, is much more, I don't want to say textbook, but it, all of the chords go exactly where you would expect and want yeah. them to go. And they're spicy more and textbook. they're interesting, but it feels much more functional, um, which, you know, I think something like Bless You Boy maybe has that a little bit too, though I do think we get possibly a little bit more surprise in yeah that progression but I, I do feel like with his goal with this particular composition is melodic clarity and maybe that's also why it reminds me of bless you boy because it's so melodic where yeah. uh, you know i mean all of these tracks are melodic but sometimes it feels like the the core engagement the thing that you're really um that that is most delightful is probably the harmony the groove and the overall yeah. arrangement where to me a track like this maybe the the principal appealing element is that melody but i i definitely feel it's like true. there's intentional mo- motivic callbacks to bless you but yeah da, 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 there da, are da, da, and da, da, that's going to continue know. and at least one more piece of music okay we're going to now move on to for me this is my second favorite of the score it's so good it's a banger folks this is called yokai disco it's also known as hell's entrance world of course composed by yasui son let's check it out love Yosuke Yasui, one of my favorite composers to ever work for video games. This is Yokai Disco, Hell's Entrance World. God, it's just, it's probably the second piece that I would show someone. If I was going to show them two tracks from the score, I would show them Bless You Boy, followed by this. 
it it's also kind of a oddly kind of this companion to that track in a way there's some very similar turnarounds um that he does in this track overall it's it's a very different piece of music but a lot of similar techniques that he uses um i love how gnarly and snarly i guess that lead instrument is it's just it has a lot of personality and it does a good job of matching the composition because this composition has a lot of personality and attitude totally. and that's one of my favorite things about Yasui's music he loves this FM synth clearly is because he uses it in such an expressive and unique way it just it, the music sounds perfect like I know we've done a band version and there are other people that have done arrangements of his music and that's really fun but there is something perfect about these FM arrangements that you cannot top. Well, they're so articulate. You know, the the sounds are really biting and have strong, powerful attack. And yeah, they're obviously so quantized the that there, there is that clarity. There's so much to love about a piece of music like this. A lot of harmonic stuff that I could just obsess about for days. Like, right? I love that it's in minor at least it starts in minor and you have that sound that's very classic sound where that minor seventh resolving down to the like natural six that mm. implies Dorian, the bum, 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 bum. I feel yeah. like it sounds like the Soya Oka rainbow road or whatever. Um, but yeah, sure. dun, bum, bum, yeah. Bum, bum. it's so but then funky. It goes, dun, 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 and then it like negates that and treats yeah. it in a more typical minor. And then there's so many surprising harmonic, like, Whoa, now all of a and we're bounding into this other key and another one of my favorite things that he does is it feels like he composed the melody of like the primary section before figuring out how it was harmonized i know what you mean the melody has a lot of clear well it's such a clear shape but then the chords that support it don't really seem to have any relationship well you know what i thought but just to that melody i thought he was going for this kind of traditional japanese folk send up with the melody there's kind of this japanese asiatic folky quality very pentatonic at certain spots right but yeah how he plays around with that and how he harmonizes it is super surprising right yeah there's a lot of dazzling chords there's there's chords where it's like a surprising brightening moment there's surprising darkening moments and then one of my favorite chords that he lands on which is just one of my favorite jazz chords is this altered dominant chord that's technically it's like a dominant seventh but it has the augmented you know that sharp five yeah and then it also has uh, the very top the sharp nine which is kind of the sound of like the minor third rubbing against the major third that sort of blue note but in this very specific voicing that's so edgy and cool that's kind of like that moment when the chords really hit and you feel like you're just this blast of sound and the way he (laughs) feels like you're in space like yasui whether or not he's composing for a space shooter his music makes you feel like you're flying through space at a blistering speed but you have a lot of weaponry so you're not super scared yeah i would say in general chords right i mean yasui just chords for days he's got every possible chord you can imagine at his disposal all right let's move on to tropical pirates this is southern country's world
really pretty piece of music. This is Tropical Pirates. Thought this would be a good time to just kind of shoot the breeze um, now. So, Will, how is your semester coming to a close? It sounds like you're getting pretty close to the end of your uh, fall semester. How's it going? Yeah, uh, thanks for asking. I, I think it's going pretty well. You know, it's been a very emotional weird semester <laughs> for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just a weird year for everybody. And doing so much of this stuff in this sort of remote way is is kind of difficult. But yeah. I think the main thing for me has just been how rewarding and, and challenging this program has been. I feel like I've learned yeah. a lot. And I've met so many fantastic composers that I really feel strongly are going to be lifelong friends. And it's it's really great to be amongst I mean, that's people the best. where, you know, we can nerd out as intensely as we want to about, you know, film music. But then I can also share them stuff from like Princess Connect and go really in-depth talking about Japanese video game music and anything and everything. That's awesome. In between. So that's been really that's been really cool yeah i have an assignment for this next week to arrange um a kind of classic christmas song of my choosing uh for string quartet um because we're just working on kind of notation stuff and uh i'm really excited about that because it's sort of like that's i don't know that's not what you get to do every week right (laughs) yeah definitely not (laughs) yeah on a similar winter note i'm looking forward to doing a handful of uh vgm kind of really stripped down winter covers um that i'm going to be doing pretty soon so stay tuned for that um guys but yeah one of the reasons i'm doing that is i wanted to kind of test out my new piano which we got very recently and i'm just over the moon about that we got this beautiful yamaha piano and yeah, I'm just really excited to do some recording with it and just to have it forever because it's it's really my dream piano. So I'm that's kind of my the thing that I've been the most excited about as of that's late. That's so great, man. Yeah, I mean having a wonderful instrument to inspire what you're doing and that's that's so huge. Yeah, I, this time of year it just uh, musically always makes me so happy. I know a lot of people don't like Christmas music because they associate it with you know, corporatized consumerism and shopping malls and everything. Well, that's why there's video game music, right? (laughs) The thing that I love, though, so much about Christmas music, it's like it's the one time of year when kind of that that period of, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s songwriting actually becomes popular and mainstream. And then in addition to that, you know, much older hymns and kind of religious music, it all comes to the fore. And yeah. I like that there, there's a moment where we're all kind of connected to music history in a way. Um, and I think that there's something about that that's important of keeping, you know, jazz harmony alive, keeping this kind of melodic writing in the, you know, consciousness of the popular culture well and speaking of that that's one thing that video game music does which i think is just very noble is is keeping that alive and there's a lot of times when you have a winter themed track in a video game it's doing the send-up to classic christmas christmas music and so for anyone who's who's sick of maybe some of those songs which i understand you've heard a millions of times in your life there's always winter vgm out there i mean you can always pull up what like shaveria town and uh just you know bring a smile to your face so yes really cool all right let's go back to the music now this is the second boss theme of the day it's called revenge boss the name of the track is or that's the subtitle so the name of the track is the curse again
You guys are listening to The Curse again. This is the revenge boss theme from Mamoru Has Been Cursed. And it's like a slightly cool. edgier version of that first curse <laughs> If theme. you thought the curse could be edgier, yes, it can, and this is exactly what you're hearing. Yeah, I really love Yasui when he when he makes boss music is because there's there's a lot more personally that's interesting and appealing than typical boss music. I mean he's still he's still Yasui and so he still has his really daring rhythms and kind of virtuosic bass writing stuff like that. And so yeah, his boss music kind of spoils me because then when I go back and listen to other boss music, which is a lot of times serviceable and, and fine, um, I'm just not I'm not as entertained. You know, I think a big challenge that I feel very like curious to explore, you know, I think oftentimes we talk about cultural differences in terms of, you know, why is Japanese video game music that's made now so much more fun and catchy and melodic than a mm-hmm. lot of, you know, Western video game music. But maybe we're asking the wrong question. I think the question hmm. is, like, why do more colorful, retro-inspired games come out of Japan than right. out of like the triple A, yeah. Because I, I, I think it's like, it's not like a song like this would be at home in a modern triple A, you know, war shooter yeah. game or something like. The, the, but what I'm still curious about is there some way, and this is something I think you know, like Gareth Coker did a brilliant job in the Ori games yet those were these very woodland mystical magical games that did lend themselves to kind of melodic orchestral music i'm glad though that he actually sees that opportunity because i think another composer would have done something much more textural but i do think it's interesting it's like what are some tasteful ways to inject this kind of excitement this kind of melodic energy into a style that couldn't necessarily be this amped up to 11 but to me, it's like I, I I don't I don't th- I don't think you know media music needs to be as kind of muted gray colors as it often is. But it's like we're so trained to to think that way. But what's so fun about so much Japanese game music? Not only is, are those those like they're not the same cultural stigmas against you know what's hip and what's trendy. But I also think mm-hmm. so many of the games that come out of Japan are really quirky and have that like kawaii style, yeah. colorful, you know, lots of kind of silly lots of, flashing images. Basically lots of everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everything's throwing at you. But it's like for music, it, I don't know, that there's it's such a great vehicle for this yeah. really infectious, sugary, like this pure sugar syrup of music. Well, let's move on. The next piece we're going to play, Will, you're going to get a kick out of this. It's called Bless You Girl, Prologue 2. I think you know what's in store here. Here we go.
<laughs> that is a trip. That is an absolute mind melter there. Especially for us, you know, because we've heard this song and played this song so many times. So it kind of hurts my brain listening to it now. But I also really, really love it. Because uh, this works too. Like, if, if you never heard Bless You Boy and you just heard this, I think this does work really well as a piece of music. Totally. It has that sense of humor, though, because if you know Bless You Boy, hearing this, it's it makes well, you smile and in, laugh. In a way, it's a simple trick because the reality of it is, and not to like dispel any wonder, but I, I don't think there's a single piece of music that exists in either major or minor that you couldn't simply switch the modality yeah. on. Yeah, you could. You know, sharp the flatted notes and vice versa and get... A melody that's still effective because whatever works about the piece of music has that same shape. Now, that's not to say that it's all going to be to great success, but this is something that it's... And I, I don't say that as like, oh, it's just a whatever, whatever, but it's something that's so magical and special about music that, you know... A piece of music can have such a firm identity, yet you can completely mm-hmm. change one of the most foundational aspects of it, and yet it it recontextualizes it, but it's that same character. And I think it's why themes in film music work so well. If you think about, you know, Star Wars, for instance, Luke's theme, you know, when he's sad, then John Williams will play it in minor. And it seems like a simple trick, but it's so powerful how it affects us because we identify the shape of a melody as, you know, that's that character. Yet you can kind of change the modality under it and have a completely different emotion. And I think part of the reason it works really well here is that Yasui has a lot of taste, but definitely the right instincts for the sort of functional minor substitutions that he puts in for those chords. Um, It's all functional harmony for the most part, with the exception of some of the jazzy fusion changes that um, were already there, but it's all kind of the minor version of them. You know, Will, that reminds me, we were playing this show a number of years ago, and there's this other great band that played with us. They had this song where it was basically You Are My Sunshine, Um, But they turned it into minor. And I think the song was called Moonlight. So it's like, you are my moonlight. And so imagine it just in strictly minor. You are my moonlight, my only moonlight. You make me happy when skies are... It wasn't happy, though. You know, she changed the lyrics a little bit. But I thought it was actually really effective. And again, if you, for whatever reason, were under a rock for your whole life and you didn't know the original... I think it could work. <laughs> well, I have, <laughs> that, I have that feeling with a lot of um, classical music, like s- symphonies, because there's a, a certain kind of formula in sonata form, which says that, you know, the A section and the B section are meant to be in different key regions, which yeah. in a major key piece, usually the B section goes to the dominant. But in a minor key piece, the B section goes to the relative major. Right. Um, but what often happens at the end, end of the piece when those themes and stuff are recapped that they're all done in the home key to really have that feeling of like we're ending strongly in this key and I sometimes have the experience where you know the first time you're listening through a piece you get to that B section and hear this glorious you know major lyrical theme in a minor piece it's like oh that's pretty yet when you hear it at the end now in minor usually with different orchestration it's like 
you can tell they totally wrote this idea for the <laughs> ending. The way it's presented yeah. in minor is like what it wants to be. And I love right. that idea of, you know, sometimes it's hard to know what came first. Who knows? Maybe this bless you girl was actually what Yasui composed first it's and hard to have the idea of <laughs> making it major. But that's one of the cool sort of tricks of music is how just that simple shift communicates such a world of difference it's pretty cool let's move on to the next piece on our playlist it's called karakuri spirits also known as trap castle world good you guys listening to karakuri spirits and i have this image in my head when i listen to a piece like this from yasui which to be fair a lot of his pieces are this way i like to imagine him sitting at his computer and just bopping and dancing as he's composing (laughs) just smiling and just dancing along to this because that's that's definitely what i do when i listen to it (laughs) i totally hear that man yeah this is really outstanding I Again, love it's the also very cute. I love the surprising jazzy chords, those really sparkling, brightening moments. And some of those moments that we're talking about, there are things we've called out before, like that Hiroki yeah. Morishita chord of where it's like you use a minor chord from the parallel major to have this yeah. feeling of brightening, but with minor. It's a really great... Um, it's a really great technique because you get a lot of emotional depth because, you know, it's a minor chord, so it's not like happy, but it has this like someone turned on the lights, sunshiny quality to it. So, well, one thing that I love about Yasui is I feel like he incorporates, and some of this might just, I don't want to say by accident, but I think he stumbles upon this stuff just because he has a good ear. He incorporates these fairly advanced compositional techniques that we usually hear in slightly different genres of music. I mean, we wouldn't expect to hear it in something this plucky and cute. And so I think that right. juxtaposition is one reason why Asui's music has such a Yeah, I also feel like the form of his compositions, the general like rhythmic accompaniment patterns and the the types of styles that he's going for feel classic VGM. You can hear yeah. the influences. You hear the 8 and 16-bit eras very clearly in a lot of arcade music in general. Yet, yeah, what you're talking about these specific chord changes um, are much more on the nose to actual jazz fusion and actual yeah. kind of like more progressive music. Which he's a big fan of too, I, I yeah. know as well. So. And it, that blending of those things is awesome because they do fit 
perfectly together. I mean, I think that's something yeah. Jake Kaufman does as well. You know, you have that love and reverence for the sound of video game music and the composition of it, but you're almost going that step further to get to yeah. what were the influences of this music and how can I do that? You're going, even it's more so cool because you're going further back in time, but then you're also bringing it more into the future by doing that as well. So that's very cool. Let's move on to Superhero, also known as False Final Stage. You guys are listening to superhero so cool this is false final stage from mamoru-kun curse again composed by yosuke yasui who is a very unique soul love this track um yeah it's one of my favorites actually and i'm glad we're doing the spotlight because this like a lot of things we've never had the chance to play on the podcast and it's a banger as well and so i'm glad we're able to play all of it one thing that i think i'm experiencing you might be too will is listening to this whole score back to back it can get a little bit exhausting because the energy is all 11 out of 10 on every single track it's just very shredding and and chaotic and and fun don't get me wrong but like listening to this for a long period of time you know you're you're most better off to like listen to a mamoru track and then listen to something totally different you know, like I a mean, modern it orchestral was the same track, thing, and then go back and forth. It was the same thing that we said about Mighty Switch Force. I mean, I think when you yeah. have music that's that loud, that's More that of just present, like a comment on and this yeah, podcast, the, like the recording like, it. <laughs> but yeah, the like unidynamic thing of like this really energetic, beautiful music, it works so well. But yeah, there's so much to appreciate that you miss when you're hearing it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like the first time we heard that you know, augmented sharp nine chord. It was like, wow, I love that sound. But you know, if that's in every track, you're kind of like, okay, there's another one of those, which isn't right. fair because it's not like it's less effective in another context. And it's not like you need to reinvent the wheel for every composition. So anyways, guys, about- what I want you to do is I want you to play a track from this episode, pause it, go to another episode, play that, go back to this. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, you don't have to do that. Yeah, guys. But I think that is, but that's something that's actually important when looking at a soundtrack, because as great as this is, there are are video game soundtracks where when you listen to the whole thing you feel like every piece of music is a palate cleanser for a little more variety right i do think that's something that uh is more common in arcade music to be a little bit samey 
because I yep. think the structure of it is it's like with arcades, you kind of need to experience what the game is about in 30 seconds. Every single stage you kind of have to experience. Yeah, that. yeah. exactly. Um, so might be the I last time. <laughs> yeah. It's a little Before bit of die. a different, <laughs> it's a, it's a different mandate, but I, I, I completely sympathize with, All right, with that feeling. Let's rock everyone. This is the final boss one theme from this game. It's called mantra. guys listening to mantra this is final boss one from mamoru has been cursed yeah i really appreciate this track actually what we were just talking about um it doesn't remind me of anything else actually in the score uh it's very different one color oh yeah not in the score but it reminds me of the final boss from sonic 3 oh my gosh yes absolutely yeah, definitely I love has the that darkness of it, that quality descending to it. quality, but just the big kind of rock energy almost with these FM colors. Is, this is such a good final boss theme, I gotta say. Like, I was a little surprised. This is not one I particularly remember. I mean, I listened to this whole score, obviously, but this isn't like one that is in my rotation a lot. And right. um, going back to it and listening to it, I was actually surprised that it wasn't more epic. Yeah, because if you listen to the really... regular boss theme it's almost more epic than this which i kind of like that he i don't want to say he strips it down but well it's kind of grander it's it's grander in terms of it implies like a really large almost cathedral there's something religious kind of about it in the way that the melody is harmonized very homophonically like you almost have this three or four voice chord moving in parallel there's something about that that feels really grand and huge but yeah it's not necessarily the most flashy it's not the loudest track i love that but i think that's yeah it's great for contrast too because it gives the ending of the game some gravity toss it feels like the stakes are actually higher it isn't just like oh my god i'm running away ah it has to be so intense you know there's that sort of visceral feeling of anxiety that you can get from a boss theme but what's cool about this is it actually feels like the stakes are more epic it's like the fate of the world versus the fate of your life yeah yeah for sure and speaking of that contrast this is a perfect one-two punch here because the name of this track is time of catharsis and this provides catharsis for for just the the extreme energy we've all been feeling feeling this last hour this is a finally the ending of the game it's the epilogue and i think uh similar to one of the early parts uh early tracks of of this episode this kind of combines i think a couple different pieces together let's take a listen to the epilogue from mamoru has been cursed
You guys just listened to Time of Catharsis, Epilogue, combining a couple different pieces. This is, of course, by Isuki Asui. Really beautiful end to this game. I mean, of course he he ends on a surprising major seven chord. Because why wouldn't he? Because he's Yasui, and this is Mamoru Kun Curse, and that's exactly what it's you should do. It's also a great way of setting up the end credits, which is this lovely oh, arrangement that we're going to hear yeah. of Bless You Boy. It's basically an arrangement of Bless You Boy with a couple of little original twists and turns here. That's what we're going to play you guys out with. It's Blessing, which is the staff roll from this game. So, yeah, hats off to Yasui-san, one of my favorite composers, criminally underrated. I think the people in the know uh, definitely uh, appreciate this composer. But, yeah, anything we can do to to get his name out there a little more, I wish he was more of a household name. Um, In any case, what a great score. This was a lot of fun. Will, did you have a good time today? I had a wonderful time. This kind of music is very rejuvenating, and I have a bit of sadness because there's something about... I think this music, Bless You Boy in particular, but this kind of harmony, this sort of like hearing classic music, but in a way it's like melodies you've never heard before. That's the yeah. feeling of MAGFest to me. I of know, like yeah. so much great VGM covers that it's like a lot of it I've never heard before, but it's totally, you know, up the alley of the things that you like. And so this just, it makes me, I really start to feel sad that there isn't going to be a MAGFest this year. Yeah. Um, in person, and, at least, yeah. yeah. I'm right there with you, for sure. Well, guys, we hope you enjoy Blessing, Staff Roll, a really fun and delightful end to this episode. Um, stay on the lookout. I believe that sometime around Christmas um, should be the release of that compilation project that I had been involved with a few months back, uh, The Ultimate Hum, that really wonderful SNES, plus a couple other sounds, kind of fake RPG score project um from a lot of talented artists um in the battle of the bits community so stay tuned for that um yeah i think that's about it it will anything else you got at the end here uh yeah emma and i for ember willow are doing it's basically like the one year anniversary of our ep so we're gonna do uh-huh. sort of a a little video sort of like a live performance of of uh some of those songs just to oh, that's so celebrate great. that and that's i'm really awesome. hoping to um start demoing some new songs because emma's been okay. Uh, coming up with a lot of great ideas, you know, the last few months and stuff. Yeah, maybe so on your break, that would be a good time to material. do that. Yeah, we've been thinking about it. Even if it's like not an album we'd release, you know, good to kind of make some demos and lay the groundwork for doing something in the future. Absolutely. Well, guys, look forward to that video. Also, I did mention, look forward to a short video of mine I'll be putting up sometime soon, sometime around Christmas, I would say, of a few uh, winter-themed VGM tunes. So I think that's about it. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. We had a really fun Nintendo month. and uh, Nice now to be back in just a regular... Uh, kind of typical December month. We are approaching the end of our season, so that's always exciting. I think that's it. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out.